Time for today's Spotlight, and uh, on this Tuesday, we have in studio with us today uh, Adam Austin. Adam is with the uh, University of Minnesota Extension Service in Wright County. We talked to him late last week, but we have another guest in studio this morning. Adam, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to have you here. I'm going to let you introduce Kim. Uh, we kind of previewed this last Friday or Thursday or one of those days, so... Uh, introduce our new guest here. All right. Well, Kim is our new 4-H extension educator. Uh, she just started. She just told us on September 26th. I would not have known that data. She didn't just tell us. Um, Investigative reporting. Yes. My part. Yes, that's what we can call it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's been here for what that put us at a month and a half now, and uh, she's... She's been fun to have around the office. Well, good. Welcome, Kim Fox. Thank you. Is a uh, a new member of the uh, U of M uh, team here in Wright County. 4-H Extension Educator. Is That's your, correct. Is yes. your business card? That's right. Good. Now you've got some background in this. You were telling me. Yes, uh, I come from North Dakota, and I did something very similar in Benson County there. So. Okay. Grew up around where? I grew up in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, oh. and I was in the 4-H program there, so okay. in Brown County. And then you went uh, northwest for a while. Yep, yep. Was there for about six years and decided to come back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, part of the NDSU extension at that time. That's right, yes. Sure. So you're obviously then familiar with uh, with Minnesota and, and uh, maybe not this part of the state, but you're getting acquainted. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, uh, tell us about what your findings are so far with Wright County 4-H and some of uh, what you're getting uh, acclimated to. Seems to be a really vibrant program and it's very exciting to see a lot of volunteers and 4-Hers really excited about 4-H. Um, I'm jumping right into helping plan a lot of the events along with the youth and volunteers and it seems like they have a lot going on and the kids are really excited about the program. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, we've talked, of course, over the years about the fact that there's uh, lots of different clubs. Uh, I'm not sure if this is more or less than you're used to, but there's a lot of them on in Wright County. Yeah, there sure are a lot of clubs, and it's neat because there's clubs all over the county to kind of fit the needs of wherever you happen to live. And um, there's, yeah, quite a few clubs and a lot of very dedicated leaders. Mm-hmm. Um Tell us a little bit about uh, compare and contrast between, say, uh, 4-H programs uh, in the North Dakota area where you're in versus here. Is there that much difference or is it kind of the same? I would say the biggest difference is just size. Minnesota has a lot larger population, and I came from a county of about 6,000 people, so this just is naturally a bigger program. But they both have that you know, 4-H stamp of just awesome youth development and positivity and a lot of hands-on activities for kids to do. Sure. What are some of your hopes uh, for programs here? What, uh, what kinds of things you want to get into? I, I'm just really here to support um, what the youth want to do and really get in contact with them and see where they want to take this program and really help it to grow in a way that helps them be the best they can be. Sure. Refresh our memory again now. Ages-wise, uh, the, the littlest uh, kids are the clover buds, right? Yes, yep, clover buds. So they can start in kindergarten and go one year past high school. Okay. So there's steps all the way along the way. That's right. And a lot of uh, family involvement, usually. I mean, um, many times families with more than one uh, kid 
uh, they a lot of times they're all in 4-H. That's a really nice thing about 4-H is it's a family affair. So everybody comes to the meetings. The parents are involved in the meetings. A lot of our leaders and volunteers are parents. Um, and then the kids are there with their siblings. So they really have that sibling bond and do a lot of activities together too. Mm-hmm. I would imagine uh, the programs you worked with before County Fair is a big deal. Yeah, County Fair is definitely a big deal, and it really caps off all the other activities we do throughout the year, too. And it's really fun to see all the kids there um, bringing their exhibits and things like that. Sure. Now, did you grow up in 4-H? Were you a, a 4-H-er as you Yes, know? yep. I was a 4-H-er for eight years in Brown County, and uh, I joined a little bit later on in sixth grade, and that really um, was definitely my favorite activity in elementary school up through high school. And obviously, I loved it because I am a 4-H-er for life. So. A uh, lot of changes, of course, uh, in 4-H. A lot of, lot of things stay the same, which is, is kind of nice to keep the program grounded, but of course it's branched off into a lot of different things since then. Yeah, it absolutely has. A lot of people think of 4-H as being a program for rural and more of the agriculture things, which it definitely still is, but there's way more beyond that as well. Um, There's the engineering design program. um, There's a lot of focus on science and things like that too. Um, So anything you want to do in 4-H, you can do. Any interest youth have, they really can explore. Um, And 4-H has gone and really met the needs of the kids of today. There are some, it seems like from uh, from our county fair experiences, there is uh, a little bit of crossover with uh, with FFA too. And those two organizations kind of are, are certainly not rivals, but they're, you know, friendly um, for kids coming up in, in schools and, and other activities. I think a lot of our kids are members of both and 4-H yeah. feeds into the FFA program really well. Um, and they work together perfectly to really build that hands-on learning that those kids need. So, mm-hmm. Now, did you have experience with, uh, with animal agriculture, or did you get involved in that very much? Or? So I, the animal I showed was sheep, so I was very into showing sheep. Um, other than that, I didn't do too much else on the agriculture end. I had a lot of general exhibits, um, and I was part of the county and state ambassador program. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now here in Wright County, you're going to kind of reinforce all of the all of the good that everybody knows about it, and and maybe shed some more light on 4-H in general. Absolutely, I hope to keep our program strong. Great, we're talking with Kim Fox, new 4-H extension educator, and uh, they got you a desk and an assign. Uh, everything is all in place there, and it sure is place <laughs> to hang your coat and everything. Absolutely, great. Well, we hope that uh, that you enjoy working with uh, all of the Wright County 4-H. It's, uh, it's a busy place, definitely, and, and lots to do. It is. Good. We'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, Adam, let's come back to you here for a moment. We talked just late last week, and we were kind of talking a little bit about uh, what the weekend might bring weather-wise. As it turned out, um, not a whole lot of precip or nothing to amount to much of anything. Cold temps, I don't know if that's bad, good, indifferent for where we're at. Yeah, I don't think much changed over the weekend. Um, ground got harder, which might be a good thing. Uh, but 
we didn't go backwards either. We didn't get snow or rain on anything. So I guess that's kind of the silver lining there. Um, you know, when we're down at zero degrees, not much really changes except for how deep that frost is in the ground. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing, you know, we probably had people out here and there taking a cornfield off. Um, but just my quick drive, a little glimpse of the county that I got this morning. Uh, it doesn't really look like much change, although I'm sure it's still just that slow creeping towards the eventual finish line, which who knows where we're actually going to get there. Right. We talked a little bit late last week about this uh, anticipated warm-up, not anything to uh, Palm Springs category or anything, but at least a little warmer than this, and it looks like that might be happening. That's uh, probably a plus, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, a couple days of 40 degrees in sun um, could definitely definitely help push us towards where we want to be. Um for, you know, we talked on Friday and it's still kind of the same story where that'll probably, um, some of those fields that are right on that fringe, get them to where we think we can get in and harvest them. And others, it, you know, might dry them down a little bit, but it's still not going to need what they, still not going to be what they need to get out of the field. So, mm-hmm. um, just more of the same for the weird year that's been 2019. Um, for one guy, not that bad. For the next guy, absolutely terrible. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's been really interesting to just watch because just from one, you know, you go drive a few miles down the road and it looks like, you know, the fields are telling you a completely different story. Yeah. Well, we'll have to kind of wait and see what, um, is uh, found out as far as yield. And, and, uh, one thing we know for sure, a lot of, uh, producers are, are using, you know, artificial drying. That's almost a must, I guess. Yeah, so that's another story to keep our eyes on this winter, fall, whatever you want to say. Um, the cost of drying grain is going to be way up this year. Um, and to associate that with your low commodity prices and your lower yield and some of your higher input costs on other fronts, um, just another just another obstacle that farmers are having to deal with this year. Uh, first of all, it takes a lot of time to dry grain and you know, most farmers don't necessarily have the facilities to um, keep up with how fast they can harvest. So then they have wet grain or they're harvesting slower than they want to. Um, like I said, that added cost, just just lots of headaches associated with that. And then they're talking about the whole possible propane shortage and price spikes that go along with that sort of a situation. So just another thing to keep our eyes on. Um, definitely not a good thing, but that's, that's what... That, just fits right in with what 2019 has been. Yeah, there's not much you can do except uh, deal with it. Um, when we talked last, uh, I want to have you just review a couple of things that are coming up. You've got a um, commercial applicator uh, class or recertification coming up this week. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so that'll be on Thursday at Wico's Bowling and Entertainment Center. Uh, I am pretty sure that that one's filled up at this point now, okay. though. Uh, so that one's going to be the core... The core um, what do they call them? The core section, which is category A and then E, which is turf and ornamentals. So you're looking at maybe landscape professionals, um, maybe some highway side, you know, road ditch, road right of way sort of thing. Uh, that would that'd be what that one's covering. Uh, though These are happening all over the state, though, throughout the winter, sort of. So if this is something where you need that certification, uh, let me know and I can let you know where the other ones will be taking place at, too. Okay. And then in December, these are a little ways off, but there's kind of some important ones that are sort of all kind of combined here within uh, a couple of week time period. Why don't we go over those? 
Yeah, so first of all, we have the land rent meeting. That's coming up December 13th. I think it starts at 1.30 and goes to 4 uh, at the Wright County Historical Society, which is just north of Buffalo on Highway 25 on the uh, left side of the road there if you're heading out of town. So that's in the one where you just learn how to enter rental agreements and uh, find fair prices. It's been a hot topic, especially this year with farmers trying to figure out where they can save some money and uh landowners still wanting to get what they think they deserve for their land so it's a tricky situation right now and this this meeting will help you kind of work through those situations and then we have the crop pest management short course that one's down at the st paul campus uh that'll start december 10th and it runs through december 12th so that's geared a little bit more towards egg professionals agronomists those sort of people uh, but it goes over just a bunch of hot-button topics in growing crops in Minnesota. And then the Conservation Tillage Conference will be at the St. Cloud Holiday Inn. That's December 18th, December 17th and 18th, just the following week. Uh, that'll be a fun one where you can kind of explore new ways to manage your soil, your soil health, um, and, you know, prepare that seedbed for each year. Uh, it's not just um, these ideas where we're trying to... Um, tell people tell farmers what they're doing is wrong because that's certainly not the case in a lot of situations tillage is still very necessary but it's just exploring new ways that maybe you can uh, improve soil health and maybe save some money while you're at it too all right so we'll circle those on the calendar and uh, people can reference these too on what the website or um not all these are on the website well they are on the extension website the Wright county specific extension website they're not all on there okay so um if you would just google let's say for example the conservation tillage conference umn extension i'm sure it'd pop right up otherwise if you're looking for some more information and having some trouble finding it i would definitely be able to help you get that sure all right, and they can just call you. What's uh, what's your phone number at the office? Uh, so my specific phone number is going to be 763-682-7381, but our general office main line is 763-682-7394. All right, so if they've got any questions on those programs that are coming up, uh, by all means, they can give you a call on that. Definitely. Uh, Kim, let's get you back into the picture here. Kim Fox is the new 4-H extension educator working here in Wright County. What's the um, the holiday season like for 4-H? Is there much going on, or do people kind of take this time to sort of regroup for next year? Well, right now we're really starting up our new 4-H year. Um, this weekend we're having a leadership summit for our adults and youth to our youth officers to get trained um, so that they're really ready to lead their club and then adults go through their training so that um, they're ready to lead the youth in the club as well. And then the following weekend we have our awards and recognition banquet for our members and volunteers um, really recognizing what the youth did in the past 4-H year. So we do keep busy this time of year as well. I would imagine this probably has been already but uh, continues to be a time where you're uh, getting to know all the different leaders, and uh, boy, that's, that's going to take some time. Yeah, it definitely is, and that's really the most important part of 4-H is getting to know everybody and knowing what their needs are here in Wright County. So it takes a little bit of time, but it's very important. Are you trying to memorize all the club names, or are you <laughs> got a, a, a cheat sheet for them? Yeah, I have a list of them, and hopefully I'll just know them soon, but uh, slowly but surely I'm getting to know everybody in all the clubs. Yeah. 
I would imagine that uh, those clubs uh, all differ a little bit as far as what they do, as far as holiday parties, if they have them, or it's kind of up to them to do that kind of thing. It absolutely is, and that's the nice thing about clubs is they really are tailored to um, the members that are a part of the club. So some of them um, are more project-based. They might center around a specific project, and other ones um, might do more of a broad, many different kinds of projects. And that's the same with the holiday season. They kind of do whatever fits the members in their club. Okay. Well, we uh, certainly welcome you to Wright County. It's nice to have a chance to to talk with you, and I'm sure we'll we'll have you in studio kind of on a rotating basis from here on out and find out more. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, good luck to you. Uh, and Adam, always nice to talk with you, and uh, thanks for coming in again today and uh, getting some word out about some of these programs and some of the other things that are happening. Yeah, thanks for having us, Tim. All right. Good luck. Thanks, thanks for being here today. There's our spotlight for you this morning on KRWC.